You are listening to the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. And for that, I apologize. Hey, Liv. You know, some people think Sinterklaas is a racist. He's not a racist, Liv. He has chimney sweeps, they're little chimneys with him. They have soot on their faces, Zwart Piet, Black Piet, as he's, he's known in Holland. It's not quite racist. 90% of the people in Holland don't think that's racist. How can it be? <laughs> Dutch, the Dutch people are hardly even racist at all. <laughs> hey, Liv! Yeah, Mr. Creed. Would you like some fruitcake? <laughs> no, no, no thanks, Mr. Creed. It's for the holidays. Of course not. Nobody <laughs> likes fruitcake, not even in Asbury Park. But you'd like some cheesecake, I bet. Hey, Betty, <laughs> let's get Liv some cheesecake. Bring him some extra whipped cream. It's for the holidays. It's for the holidays, for Christmas time for Liv. Merry Christmas, Liv. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Mr. Creed. <laughs> Hello, and thanks for downloading the two Sorry Excuses podcast, recording live via via the internet. I'm your old pal Sanders. I'm your good boy, Liv. If you are keeping score at home, this is episode 151, the Yuletide edition. You know what I was thinking, Mr. Creed, you know. What, What do you got? Even Santa Claus had to make toys at one time. (laughs) (laughs) Even Santa Claus had to work in the toy factory. (laughs) I hate that I, uh, I hate that I miss Mr. Creedon. I, I, I heard he's been around for the last couple of weeks, but he, he always seems to, to leave right before I, I, I get online. So yeah, I know it's the kookiest thing. Uh, send him my regards next time you talk to him. Send him my I will. Regards, uh, funny thing is, actually, uh, I put up a uh, a holiday Instagram post of us today. I uh, saw that. Very clever. Very clever. Yes. I mean, that was an old edit that I did a while back, and I looked. And I was like, oh, I haven't even used this yet. I was like. Perfect time to use it. And it, you know, copied to the Facebook page. I don't know if you saw on Facebook, but Sean, you know, he's like, Oh, did y'all get uh did you have any whipped cream or something? <laughs> 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 there is a uh there's what I would consider a social media sweet spot when it comes to our our postings. I take great pleasure anytime uh, Kristen Reardon Frere, yeah, uh, will will comment or or like or or Choose otherwise the like on that. Okay, <laughs> uh, a lot of times I think she thinks it's me. No, that's what I assume. <laughs> and and sometimes it is me, but the overwhelming majority uh, of the time it is you updating that social media. Yeah. So anytime we can get her on board, we we've we've kind of. Do you ever drive a U-Haul? And they've yes. got this uh, the dial where you have like Mac uh, optimum mile per gallon acceleration. It's yes. like this. It's like the speed for the weight, and it's telling you stay in this zone. Yeah, the proper equilibrium. Gas. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Maximizing your gas mileage. <laughs> so we, you go from like the yellow into the green when Kristen Reardon acknowledges. You go from the green into the red. When my mom acknowledges. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she's just right. happy to see pictures of you on the internet. <laughs> that, that could be true. That That's the gist I get from like the, the original, uh, a couple of months ago we had the interaction. She was like, and she commented, she's like, does he know he's on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's true. She's not a big... Uh, she doesn't engage a lot. She goes and she likes to look at pictures and see what people are up to. You know, she's like a lurker. What do they call them? Stalker? Yeah, yeah stalkers. Yes. She's a stalker. Um, stalker. And, you know, people's kids and whatnot, and that's great. Every once in a while, she has this little group of her um, people from her part of uh, the town she grew up in 
uh, that she went to school with. She's in like one of those little private groups. Yeah, um, yeah, yes, yeah. like cl- and class of whatever. Yes, yeah, yeah. She'll have some back and forth because a lot of those people are also relatives. Uh, because it's um, my dad's brothers are in that group, and her, my godmother's family is in that. That's because they all know each other. It makes sense, right? They're all part of the social yep. clique, same social clique. So it's people she knows very well, and they'll get back and forth on it a little bit. Um, you know, I'll always come in and she'll be all fired up about something. And, and I always know that it, she got into a, a little war of words with somebody, usually political. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Mom, nothing good ever comes of that. So uh. I like when she just she just stays, uh, you know, stays in her lane and and – and and views the pictures and has a good time on the old Facebook, but yeah, I do. She um I, she does respond positively to to images of me on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> I think she thinks it's like I'm doing good. Then I'm okay. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> and then I thought about that later on, just because I saw that she liked. It. I was like, oh no, I forgot. Sanders isn't like the internet, but I'm like. This is marketing for a fucking podcast. He's gonna have to deal yeah. with having his picture on the internet around him. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine, and that's actually a pretty good picture of of us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so I have I have the you know the cutout of us that you can say you can just put anything. You know, right? Right. Well, it was very apropos because not only is is Star Wars um, open. Um, that's the big Christmas tradition in my family is that uh, yes. a day or two after, after the holiday, uh, we all go and, and, and see the star Wars movie. So I think that's great. I was going to ask you about that. Hold on one second though, before you, uh, cause one thing I want to say, are you talking about your mom getting into like these political fights with people from her high school class and shit? Which is one of the weirdest things about the internet. People you might not talk to personally in years will start sniping at you over politics. Yeah. Um, last week at a Christmas party, and uh, I was having a conversation with my buddy's sister-in-law. You know, I was like, yeah, I don't really talk about political posts on here. And she's like, no, oh, you just put up all this pictures of your dog and stuff. I was like, yes, because that's what I use it for. Shit that I find funny. I'm not going to use it for friggin' political rantings. I don't care to get in political discussions, you know, because it's like anything I say, everybody's going to disagree with anyway. And I, I just don't have the energy to sit there, go back and forth on all that. So I, I use it for what it was meant for. Pictures of your food and your dog. <laughs> yeah, that's it, man. That's it. That's great. I love a, a good, like, uh, sea otter gif. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, something, something along those lines. I, um, it makes me smile every time. Yep. Yeah, I meant to send you that text message earlier that I just sent you. And are you looking at it? Yeah, I am looking at it. That was great. two parts, and that was his comment. I was like, ah, oh, this is the weirdoest. Uh. <laughs> No, he has to comment on the fact that she made that picture. Then he's got to make a comment about the international craft beer move in the comments. <laughs> you know what's really funny? That's his house. He's sitting in his house with all those beers in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is, when I first saw the picture pop up, I comment, oh, but is it a craft beer? And I see that comment already. It's him talking about craft beer. I was like, oh, I don't have to comment at all. He already did <laughs> God bless the man for being committed to his cause. That's great. That's good. Yeah. Happy, uh, Merry Christmas from Aruba. Merry Christmas from Boston. Yeah. Merry Christmas from. Uh, I kind of wish Beverly. I was drinking those beers with him, man. I'll tell you what. I poured myself um, at the start of this endeavor, which was about seven thirty, seven forty-five or yeah. so. I poured myself a. Uh, uh, eggnog, with a little bit oh. of a uh, r- little bit of Rumpelstiltskins in it, and uh, Rumpelstiltskins. Do you mean Rumpel Mints or you? No, ru- just rum, just rum. Oh, okay, okay. It's from uh, it's from Big Daddy. Oh, you know, okay. The Big Daddy yeah, scene. Yeah. Yes, one of the great Syracuse University movies. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so I put a little rum in it, and uh, it was super tasty. It was um, ah, nice. It was good. So you, so you, it's a regular eggnog that you just friggin' spiked up, up. Yeah. spiked up yourself. Okay. Yeah. Good Last deal. year I had bought, um, I had purchased a pre-mixed alcoholic eggnog. Yeah. And it just wasn't. It just wasn't that good. I figure it's better to control the amount of booze in it. Yeah. One of the big popular things down here, you know, I got all the daiquiri shops. Yeah. And um, the big thing is the Cajun eggnog daiquiri. And I saw somebody say something about that today. I was like, oh, man, I should run and go get one of those. And then, I, and then I stopped myself. I was like, that would completely negate all this fucking working out shit. To go out and get a Cajun eggnog daiquiri that's probably friggin' 3,000 calories and chock full of sugar and shit. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, was like, oh. I was like, I'm going to be lame. I'm not going to have the stupid Cajun eggnog daiquiri. Oh, I could go get one in five minutes. <laughs> That's the see. That's the problem, and that's the problem that I I I have with with almost everything in life, right? Is yeah. that that is fine for somebody who has shit under control because they have one a year. Yeah. Right. Yep. This, if I were to have the Cajun eggnog daiquiri, somebody would be like, "Come on, you can just have one, live a little, right?" Yeah. For yeah. today, but yesterday. I had the peppermint whoopie pie. And the day before that, I had fill in the blank, you know? So, like, it just doesn't end. It doesn't yeah. end. But you're you're right. You know, like, it's worth it's worth having, and it's, it's, it's okay to have when you got all your shit under control. Yeah. But if you're working on stuff, you kind of got to let that one go. Yeah, it's exactly. Good. Especially good. knowing how... And that's what's crazy. Tonight they had a news, CBS Evening News, this Dr. John LaPoute guy sitting there with a woman, this dietitian or something from NYU who had the most New York Jewish lady accent in the world, and it was great. You know, <laughs> talking yeah, about yeah, how yeah. to control yourself during the holidays, basically teaching you how not to be such a fat ass. And they're like, right. her, her basic suggestion... Her tips were use the medium-sized plate as opposed to the bigger plate, which I do know that's one of those things they show. I've seen about this studies before that, like, the average size of plates, like, in restaurants have gotten so much bigger in the past, like, 30 years, you know? Yeah. And the yeah. bigger the plate, the more food they put on. She's like, you know, you got this big plate and you got the medium-sized plate. She's like... Get the medium sized plate. You can fill it up, you know, but you can only put so much on, you know? And and she's like and then she's basically teaching them how to eat. It's like, enjoy your meal. Chew it. Enjoy it. Don't think about the next meal. <laughs> you know like, what? It's funny, but it's so fucking true, man. Yes. I remember like as a kid when they were teaching nutrition, when nutrition was part of the of the curriculum. Like, that was part of it. Chew your food 20 times per bite. Not only yep. does it h help you savor the food, it slows you down. And it takes 20 minutes from the food signal, yeah. the full signal, to reach your, your head. So, yep. like, A, they don't teach that to kids anymore. I guarantee that. Because it's not on the standardized test, so there's no reason to teach it to them. Yep. Um, and two, they're not doing it. And we've forgotten about it over the years because we're just so like zapped and inundated with like real life shit that whatever, man, you got to eat two tacos at the traffic light before between court and back to the office. So you've learned how to shut off those sensory receptors, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's so true. It's like, yeah. it's those little things that matter. And the other know? thing was don't eat to the point that you're gorged. I used to do that shit all the time. You know, yeah. you eat like you eat like a guy that just got out of prison when you're on holidays, you know? Yeah. Because um, it's like, oh, this isn't going to be around if I don't eat it all today. Because that's the way, you know, it's it's like on the buffets and stuff. It's like, well, I only get one chance here. I got an hour to eat all I can. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I, um, 
I went out to dinner on Monday uh, with my mom and dad. There's a Mexican restaurant uh, right around the corner from me that they love. It's my dad. It's one of my dad's favorite restaurants of all time, and he's he's been all over the world. He loves La Tapatia, yeah. and uh, they they were in the uh, in the area for some doctor's appointments, and they had that's what it's called La Tapatia, the restaurant. Yeah, let, yep. Okay. And uh, they said, "Hey, we're we're looking for some dinner options. Interested in La Tapatia?" And I said, "Sure, no problem," because I can walk there. I met him there, and I had essentially what was a chicken salad. <laughs> and, um, you know, it was a smaller portion. Uh, you know, typically I'd go there and if I get a salad, I'd get the taco salad. And that comes in a, you know, one of those bowls, one of those huge yes. like, taco tortilla bowls. But I never get that. I get like the, you know, the enchilada or the burrito, which is as big as my arm. Yeah. You know, but this week I started, I started, um, I revised my diet. And I know you're not supposed to talk about this stuff because it only sets you up for failure, but I do better when I talk about this shit. Because it shames you if you screw it up. Yes, exactly. And and I'm super... Every day I get up and my pants don't fit or I don't exercise Mm -hmm. or I don't like the way I look, I feel like I let Fredo down. Yeah, yeah. Fredo wants you to keep running. You know, because yep. one of the nicest things anybody ever said to me was how how that had inspired him to you know to yeah that's to look awesome differently or what whatever and I, and I I feed off of that really well. I shouldn't have to I should have internal motivators but I don't um so I I changed my diet up and I started I, I, I basically I'm cutting out I carbs think and it's sugars. about time for you to be inspired by Fredo because I saw him recently a picture of him in a speedo because that's what he normally wears to the beach being an El Salvadoran man. He looks like a Greek god now. Can you send that to me? I want to put that on my refrigerator. Okay, I will. It, with his permission, get his permission, make sure he's cool with it. <laughs> but I need some inspiration. And the fact that I had inspired him at one point uh, and had let him down is really eating at me. So if 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 he can serve as some type of inspiration, uh, he he, I will appreciate it greatly. If Fredo can serve as an, if Fredo can't serve as inspiration, who can? You know, right, right, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So. Um, I went to the diner and, and wait. So what do you? What's your new meal plan? I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Uh, just that, cut that, out that stupid cut comment out, about Fredo. Cut out uh, sugars and carbs. Okay. Yeah. 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 Which all the research which I've is done, hard every, as hell, right? It, it was. It's been very hard, but I, 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 I've been on it for a week, and I'm, I'm seeing results. Yeah. Right. Well, and I mean, that's all you they'll need. They'll shred you up right away. That type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because it's about kicking the habit of being relying on carbs. And, yeah. um, you know, I'm going to go to the doctors. I know that I'm going to be running through the whole type 2 diabetes playbook once I get to the doctor. So I want to do as much as I can to to get myself in workable order when I go. I'm I'm not, like, waiting until I'm in shape. Because I don't want the doctor to tell me I'm out of shape. I'm just, let me do what I know is going to have to be done anyway on my part. So I can go in there and we can start with step one, not step zero, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I also have a little bit of help. I also have a little bit of help. I've got a a pre, uh, who's somebody, a pre-runner, a forerunner in this in this area that's given me a little bit of his playbook. Um, so that's, that's kind of helpful. Um, but it, I, the salad that I got, it just came on a smaller plate. Yeah. And it was, it was lettuce and tomato and, and, and chicken and, and avocado and, you know, Spanish stuff. Right. But yep. no chips, no rice, it was just a salad, but it came on a smaller plate and I just ate it. And, and it's so true. It's so true that you yeah. can almost trick yourself into doing the right thing with like smoke and mirrors. Yeah, I mean it is crazy. Yeah, it's just, it's like that whole thing about 
when you were talking about earlier about taking time to eat, that was something I changed years ago because that was one of those things. Like, because my mother used to talk about that you eat so fast, you don't. It doesn't signal to you that you're full. Yes. And that's the thing. You eat on a smaller plate like that, and then you realize, just sit here and wait a little time, and you'll feel full, you know? Yeah, totally. I mean, that's that's another thing that I've been doing lately, because sometimes you sit here and eat stuff, and it's like, oh, I could still eat, but it's like, just chill out. Eventually, you'll feel full. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I found during yeah. my... Um, during my week, all right, it's only been a week, so I'm not, <laughs> I'm not breaking my arm, patting myself on the back. But what I have found is that the eating schedule I've put myself on lends itself to being full and stopping when you're full and limiting the amount of times that you're sitting for a meal, right? Yeah. Basically, I've eliminated breakfast. I don't eat the first thing um, until 2 o'clock in the oh, afternoon. Oh, really? So, That's even though I'm, do, man. I'm making up for it a little bit when I sit down and eat because I'm super hungry, but I was never hungry before. I was just, I was yeah. just rolling from meal to meal. Right. And being hungry, like, is good. Like, that's a good state to be in, in terms of, like, your metabolism, your digestive system, uh, you know, regenerating. Your body's working. Yeah. When, you know, when you're hungry, they say you're supposed to be a little hungry all the time. So I've shrunken down the amount of the, the window in which I eat in by eliminating a meal. Um, and hey, whatever, man. Like I said, it's been a week, but it's uh, twenty-one days to a habit. That's the uh, that's a famous mantra that I came across. You can do anything for twenty-one days in a row, then your brain has been trained to consider it part of your routine. So uh, on my birthday, I started walking. Right, so I started doing five thousand steps a day, and I did that for a couple of days, and then I upped it up to 7,500 and I did that for a couple for like a week. And then I upped that to 10,000. Now I've been doing 10,000, but either way for 21 days, I had to consciously put on workout clothes, put on sneakers, get out of the house and, and, and walk a desired amount of time. So, um, that's it. One thing at a time, you know, you just kind of, you just kind of put it together Christmas is a challenge, though, because yep. whatever, it's not that hard to not eat the cookie f- for the cookie's sake, but you're trained, that, and that's the whole deal, right? Is you've 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 developed these better. I've developed all these bad habits, but people in general have developed these bad habits over the years that, like, they're conditioned now that holiday eating needs to be. You need to gorge yourself. It needs to be gluttonous, right? Yeah. So, like, yeah. that's the trick. It's a common thing. Like, I poured myself this eggnog, and now that we're talking about it, that's probably the worst thing I could have done today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the but only like, I was. Con- I'm fine with it now. Like, like a year ago, it's like I gorged myself and suck because the only way I freaking made up for it was by just eating so much but now that i'm working out regularly i know eh, i can probably go a little bit and i'll burn it off anyway since i as long as i keep going to the gym you know yeah as long as you stay active with that you can deal with the problem is most people don't stay active so it's like it's a bigger deal yes and it was a way bigger deal to put to do it but I'll be honest with you, a few years ago, there wasn't much of a difference between holidays and a regular week for me. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> the only difference for me is whether I do it secretly or if I do it in front of people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, you're gorgeous on freaking fried turkey. Oh, it's so out of control. It's like, yeah, and I eat fried chicken twice a week. So it's not like exactly like this is rare for me to be picking out. Right, right. 
yeah. Yeah. So in 364 days a year, you're huddled in a corner eating your food, you know? Christmas but, time, it's the one day of the year where you can go in and be a be a glutton in front of everyone. Thanksgiving and I, Christmas. I've struggled with this before. I think we I think we've talked about this recently in the sense that since my birthday is uh, right around Thanksgiving, that's always like the awakening, right? That's my yep. uh, that's my fiscal year. So I'm forever entering the holiday season on some type of you know renewal program. <laughs> <laughs> that's Jacob's issue. Jacob's birthday is on October sixteenth, and okay. he and he's got kids on top of it, and he his he's. He can't stay away from candy, you know? Okay, yeah. So he, he's he got a wife and two kids, and a wife's always got a shitload of candy in the house, you know? <laughs> so it's like, and his birthday comes on October 16th, and you're getting a cake and all that, and then Halloween rolls up on you right away, you know? And kids are celebrating Halloween. There's all the candy all around through Halloween after that, and right after that candy's gone, you roll up into Thanksgiving and Christmas. So his last three months of the year, he's like, I can't, because he has the same type of shittles, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it's basically the same issue you have, you know? It's it's like not only is it holidays, it's your birthdays, freaking sperm smack down in the middle, and that's some, and you're definitely going to be a glutton on your birthday. You're not going to go have a kale sandwich on your birthday. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> So one time you're giving, it, it's one of the top four times a year where you're giving carte blanche to be a pig, you know, your birthday, Thanksgiving, Christmas. <laughs> so it's kind of rough when it's all at the same time. Right, right. Yeah. But that's like, it's just, it's where you fall, right? On the lunar, yeah. you know, on the lunar plane. And you're like, man, this is my, this is my new year right now. And yep. I got to do it. You know, I gotta do it. So you do it. You try to do it. In some years, I'm, I'm, uh, in some stages of my life, I had been, I had been really successful. Um, in college, I went back to college. Uh, I went back to college. I went back to school. Um, after break, did you pull a triple uh, indie? I did. Uh, <laughs> I, I had um, very positive. Um. A very positive encounter with the cabbage soup diet back when the cabbage soup diet uh, was, yeah. uh, was a fad. Soup, as uh, Fagans used to market it as. What is it? Fagans used to market it as fat burning soup. It would always yes. be a special, the cabbage soup, fat burning soup, it would say on the menu. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, on the and, board. Uh, essentially, all it does is dehydrate you and, and you lose a bunch of water weight, and that's fine. But what, what it did for me was gave me a jump start. And I went back to school and I dropped like 20 pounds over break. Yeah. So that's like, talk about positive reinforcement, right? Strolling to Pagan's yeah. on, on Sunday before school starts back up again, having dropped 20 pounds over the last month. Um, and you get some positive reinforcement. So then that. <laughs> Next thing you positive. naked on the bar. <laughs> Bingo. Bingo. You're feeling pretty good about your physique, you know? <laughs> I could think the cabbage uh, fat-burning soup. Everybody else can blame the cabbage fat-burning soup. Ooh, um, by the time this gets up, that'll probably be Christmas morning. I'm going to try to get this up on Christmas morning. Um, Unwrap it under your tree, brother. <laughs> I have... Uh, I got a little more... I got a couple presents to wrap. I... Uh, I want to edit this podcast. I got a couple of presents to wrap, and then I'm having uh, my parents over tomorrow for uh, Christmas Eve dinner. Uh, like Christmas Eve was never a big was never a big deal in my family, because um, my parents were really into Christmas morning, so like they went super overboard uh, on Christmas Eve uh, on on like. Prepping for Christmas Day, the Christmas Eve just became like, well, who cares? We're gonna have such a good time tomorrow. We'll use this to prep, yeah. for, prep for it. And the joke, I, it's not a joke because every time I say it, my my mom gets mad. But 
um, and nobody else remembers it, so I'm the only one who finds it funny. But there was a Christmas Eve that we were running around so... <laughs> we were running around so much that there became a point in the day, in the evening, when my parents looked at each other and said, we forgot to feed them. <laughs> <laughs> and like it's at night I remember it being dark and this is Christmas this is Christmas Eve Christmas Eve yeah, they're out yeah. doing the shopping and, and getting this and doing that yeah, and yeah, yeah, you know they're bringing us along and we're just driving in the back of the car and I I want to say in my memory and, and I'm not going to say like you're dogs right <laughs> I'm not going to say that my memory is 100% correct the, I mean I'm 100% sure of of the important points of this story. The details are a little fuzzy. I want to say, in my retelling of the story, we're driving along. It's me, Josh, and Jeremy. So I'm not eight yet, because Jillian was born when I was eight. So it's just the three of us. And Jeremy, at that point, would have been like a little kid. So maybe he would have been like on a bottle. So he was having a bottle. And from the back seat, I think... I reminded my parents that we hadn't eaten yet. Hmm. And they were like, oh shit, we forgot to feed them. And they pulled into a 7-Eleven or convenience store and got us a package of cheese crackers. So as I got older and started to see the different traditions that people had, um, especially when I started to go to Angie's family for, for Christmas Eve, cause they have like this huge blowout. Um, it's like a bigger party than Christmas, uh, because Damn. grandmother w- and, um, well, both of her parents are Italian. She's, she's a hundred percent Italian. Um, yeah. That's like the big deal, right? You eat yeah. seven fishes and you, then you go to church and then you come yes, home and yes. you open presents yeah. and you drink and you do whatever. So that was always a huge deal was the Christmas Eve at their uh, house and and they were extremely uh, proud of that tradition. So I became proud of that tradition and and I you know would tell the story of wow this is really great. I never had this as a kid. We only ate cheese and crackers. We only ate peanut butter crackers on on Christmas Eve. <laughs> my mom gets my mom gets so pissed because it was one time and you know like to her recollection it never happened. But I, I I know it happened. It definitely happened. Yeah, of course. It's going to be indelibly friggin' etched in your mind. So yeah. a couple years ago, um, I found myself with this hole on Christmas Eve. You know, I used to go to Angie's um, uncle's house with her whole family, and it was a, it was a blast. But a couple years ago, uh, I didn't have anything to do anymore. And Jeremy moved out to Pennsylvania, and I think he has something on Christmas Eve. Uh, for his in-laws, I think that's where they do Christmas. Josh and his family go to church on Christmas Eve, and I think they go to um, midnight some, mass. Yeah, some family thing. Yeah. Um, and then I was just kind of here, and my parents would bounce around to these other people's things, and I was just kind of like, "Hey, um, if I had dinner, would you come over?" And they were like, "Of course." So uh, last year, I I had made them dinner, and they came over, and and you know they were here for a couple hours, nothing crazy. Came probably like four o'clock, gone by eight or nine, um, and something real simple in the crock pot, uh, some some um, I think it's called chipani, chi chi chipani to it's a seafood, it's an Italian seafood stew. Yeah, C I O. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know uh, you're talking about. And it's scallops and shrimp, and my mom loves scallops, yeah. and, and it's just, it's tomatoes and a bunch of spices. And you yeah, I've eaten that before. That's a that's a good, that's a really tasty uh, thing, soup or whatever to eat. Yeah, and this year yeah. I have uh, I have all my cheeses that I smoked from up in, uh, oh, nice. uh, when I was up in the Poconos, so I, I, I put together a couple cheese platters and, and some antipasto salad, and... I bought some limoncello to replace the limoncello that I could not make this year. Um, I'll find out if Roscoe is in a 50-mile radius of Asbury Park when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> you need to put one of those devices uh, like in the, the stores, the liquor bottles that have like these, these big plastic things on the neck of them now. Right. right. You ever see those? Yes. <laughs> 
need that to prevent Roscoe from drinking your shit. So I got uh, really, I have a little to-do list that I put myself through today. Um, I got a good portion of it done. Um, put a put a Christmas tree on my porch. Um, I bought a bunch of stuff for Christmas Day uh, when I go over to my parents, and I'm basically done. There's a couple like house things that I wanted to do, um, like touch up paint, hang some pictures. But if I don't get to them, I don't get to them. It's just you know, it's just my parents. Um, but yeah. I'll, I'll eat some dinner. I'll go I'll wake up early tomorrow. I'm going to go and get some of that uh, seafood, throw that in the crock pot, make nice. up a cheese platter, put that out in case any of the, nice. the tenants want to have a little nibble on their, you know, as they're passing through during the day. Uh, have my parents over. My sister was going to come for the first time, but um, she is not. So she's just my parents again. Um, mm-hmm. And they'll be gone by like eight or nine and, and I'll have uh, a cocktail or two while I watch a little Christmas movie. Go to sleep, and Christmas Day is uh, it's right around the corner. And then, not to skip Christmas Day, but I'm skipping Christmas Day. Your post-Christmas tradition. Going to see Star Wars. All right, all right. So you haven't seen it yet, man. That's a, that's, uh, I mean, I know you're saying true to tradition, but that's still tough. You know, yeah. to hold out for... Like two weeks like that, basically. Yeah, it's really the only time we're all together. And it's something that we started. And we're we're, we're sticking to it. What is... So, this is only going to be the third of the new movies? Technically, the second of the new trilogy. Rogue One is outside of it. Yeah, yeah, but it's the third time that they've released a movie no no second this is episode eight yeah 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 but rogue was so two years ago they came out with episode seven force awakens then last year was rogue one then this yeah yeah three three years but i'm saying rogue one doesn't count no as far as the oh it counts for the tradition because we did the yeah okay you're talking about your tradition all right right. yeah yeah for your tradition it counts i guess but as far as the uh the Star Wars canon. <laughs> no, yeah, correct. Any t- as long as they keep releasing these, and I believe that's their, that's going to be their pattern, right? Is next yeah, year? Yeah, they're just going to keep releasing. Yeah, off stories. Yes. On uh, during the Christmas time, during the Christmas rush. Well, then that'll be kind of what we do, you know, like a couple weeks after it releases. Yeah, they're going to keep we'll on that. All the Gen Xers are totally sick of the Star Wars movies and. They quit making as much money. <laughs> right. I mean, listen, eventually, eventually they make Jurassic Park 3, right? Well, there's Jurassic World came out. They rebooted it. And now the other night, you know what You know what trailer I saw before the Star Wars movie? The new Jurassic Park. For the Park. next Jurassic yeah. World. Right. The sequel to the rebooted Jurassic Park movie. Yeah, they're going to have three of those. They're going to come out. Yeah, I never saw... I only saw the original Jurassic Park. I saw yeah. Jurassic World, but out of the original Jurassic Park movies, because I remember after the first one you had to go see, you know? Yeah. I was in high school when it came out. But then after that, everything else seemed kind of, oh, this doesn't seem worth going to, you know? And I and I never felt the need to watch it on television or anything. But the last one, Chris Pratt, that came out was really good. And I'll go see the second one because Chris Pratt, Pratt's a damn good actor. He's great in a he's great in that type of action movie, an action movie that's got a bit of a sense of humor with it too. You know? Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, I um, like he's great in those Guardians movies. But like that's what they do, right? You you see Jurassic Park back in whatever nineteen ninety. Yep. Um, or, or, or 93 or 90, whatever it came out. And you're like, this is awesome. And then they come out with a Jurassic Park sequel and you're like, gotta see it, man. It was so good. And then eventually they come out with Jurassic Park three and you're like, who the fuck wants to see this movie? Yeah. You know? Well, it's like, if you ever, you ever look at the, uh, See, I was too young the original to to know about the original Superman or even the second one, really, because I was way too young when those came out. But if you look 
at the box office decline from the first Superman to that god awful Superman four. It's like, man, how did they? The first Superman was such a huge blockbuster, you know. Yeah. Like these movies were serious, like special effects of the time and stuff. Superman four is like that had to lose so much damn money. If you look, if you go to IMDb and see what its box office was, it's so preposterous. It had to, you know, it's just like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't even know how they could have made Superman 4 after they made Superman 3. If you look at how the money kept declining, I guess they figured they were going to squeeze every last dollar out of Superman back then, you know? So here's why I think that the Star Wars movies are going to have a little more staying power uh, and last... This trilogy is, is is solid. They're going to make billion yeah. dollars off of each of the movies in this trilogy. And then they're going to come out with another trilogy, which might not be as bad as history predicts that it would be. Is because I think they are more creative in storytelling for audiences than they used to be in yeah. the market in understanding the mark, the consumer audience. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they know how to keep people coming back because yep. look at the, oh, it's Disney too. Look yeah. at the movie industry in the fifties and the sixties. Well, it was, well, go back before that where it's big studio, right? The studio owns the actor and the actresses. And they're just putting out the just vehicles to showcase whoever Fred Astaire and a vehicle to showcase uh, um, who is a Judy Garland, right? They were just yep. let them sing, let them dance. That's the whole deal. We own them. We, we don't care if the movie has no plot or staying power. People are coming for the actors. Then in the sixties and seventies, they start to have. You know, more socially conscious movies, more creativity uh, in the writing. It's more character driven, right? Um, on the waterfront, uh, you know, all the president's men in the seventies. Like there are these character driven movies. In the eighties and nineties was the first time they start to produce sequels and franchises. Yeah, I mean, it, that's all Steven Spielberg. It took him a yeah. while to get that yeah. right. And now, if you yeah. look at all those Marvel movies, I think they understand how to use a franchise a little more than they did. Listen, eventually, everybody's going to get tired of fucking watching Star Wars. Yep. But, I mean, also, I mean, it's also because that type of movie didn't exist. Like, Steven Sp- Jaws is the birth of the summer blockbuster you used to not put movies in summer it's crazy right like you didn't put your best movies in the summer you know and jaws changed all that and and of course they came out with jaws sequels and stuff but that was the birth of the blockbuster and that's what changed the whole thing where you're gonna like put all your chips in this huge movie and release it during the summer and if it does really well freaking make two two or three more of them you know Horror movies are are the perfect example of how they didn't understand uh, a franchise, right? They're like, fucking Jason, everybody loves Jason. And then, okay, well, let's put Jason in in Manhattan. Jason takes Manhattan, Friday Friday 13th, part eight, right? And then... I think that was the eighth one. (laughs) Let's put put Jason in space. They just keep putting this character in in different places. and And that's not... That's not a sequel. That's not a, a sequence of movies. That's just the oh, same Oh, it's because the original Friday 13th was like a kooky independent film, basically, you know? Yeah, same as like... And it wasn't, uh, and it wasn't even about Jason. <laughs> right, it was about his mother. Spo- spoiler <laughs> yeah, alert. about his mother. Spoiler alerts. It was about his mother. Yeah, spoiler alert from 1980 or whatever. <laughs> and uh, like same with... Um, same with like Friday the 13th, you know? It's just like... Freddy in these different places, and then Halloween, Mike Myers. Elm Street. Yes, yes. Well, you remember Freddy versus Jason? Freddy versus Jason, right? Yeah. I know what we can do. Let's put these two guys against each other. Yeah. Well, it's like Alien versus Predator. Right. <laughs> right. 
So I think Star Wars. <laughs> Sorry, ridiculous. The crossovers. It kills me. They'll, um, um, they'll they'll stick around, but I mean, you're right. Eventually, people are going to get burnt out. And um, Brian texted me yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Whatever. It was earlier this week. I think it. Um, he he texted me asking me if I'd seen Last Jedi. I told him, yes, I have. Um, it must have been Wednesday because I said I saw it last night. I believe is what I told him. And he's like, "Well, what'd you think?" And I was like, "I was like, well, have you seen it?" Because I had a feeling. And he's like, "No." He's like, "And I probably won't see it for weeks since he's got the kid and stuff." The you know and. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't have time to do all that. I was like, well, I'm not saying anything one way or another till then. You know, he's like, well, you don't, don't give anything away. It's like, yeah, but for me to comment anything, whether uh, my feelings about it in any sense, I'm going to bias it, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, just go and see it. I'm saying nothing. I will not even discuss it with you other than say that it was a film. <laughs> Here's what I have to say, and here's what I contribute to any conversations, uh, any Star Wars conversation, past, present, or future. Empire Strikes Back is my favorite Star Wars movie. Yeah, and that's what it is for ninety percent of Star Wars people it. that like Star Wars movies. That's yes. it. That's my that's my that's that's my input to any discussion. Um, that's as, that's as deep as I'm willing to to go for. For whatever reasons, one for fear of of spoiling something for somebody who hasn't seen it yet, or for fear of uh, being a geek, or for fear of actually engaging in a conversation that breaks All right, down Star Wars. The, right, yeah. the various Star Wars vehicles. So, um, I have uh, things to say about this new one, not about like the plot and all that, because I just think. Everybody getting all in a huff is ridiculous, but you know, whatever. But I just don't want to say anything, you know, about yeah, because it's like you're just gonna ruin it for people. And it's like, you know, it's the one thing out there. Just let it be, man. Like that's what I. That's kind of why I had to go. I was like, I was like, you can't do anything without people trying to ruin the movie for you. You know, right, right. It's like, oh, you go on Twitter. Uh, uh, oh, oh, you didn't see Obi Wan Kenobi uh, does a friggin' backflip and reappears singing one singular sensation. It's like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, so it's like, I just like, it's just, so I was like, I just gotta go fucking see it. And I just can't go to movies on opening weekend because it's too annoying. It was annoying on Tuesday night. Because we were in there and they got, you know, all these people with the kids and shit. And, you know, it's the late show. But, you know, they're all bringing it because they're trying to get in when they can because it's ridiculous. Because now it's our seat. And it was a Tuesday night, 945, and it was a completely sold out show. Yeah. It was crazy. You know, and it's a lot of younger kids, too, now. You know, and, like, people, like, they're running around and... It's, it's like this is why I try to avoid opening weekend shows generally. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh lord! I, I looked up tickets for the for the show that we want to hit, um, and it's about half full. It's about half full. Yeah. So, um, but it'll probably fill up by the time you get there. That was see, that was the thing. We're, like Jordan and I, like I went with my brother. Jordan, his buddy Cook, and that guy, and Madardo, who did meet Madardo, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, but like earlier, it was just Jordan and I, you know, that was the first time I'd seen him since we went to the Yellish game. Yeah. Because uh, he can never go anywhere. I, and I had texted him a couple of weeks ago when I was smoking up the, the pork. And I, uh, he's like, oh, no, he's like, I, He's like, I'm probably not going to make it. I'm supposed to go to such and such with my wife. And he's like, our next date will be Star Wars. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so then we talked, and I was like, all right, we agreed to go Tuesday. And it was a couple of days before. And this is one thing I on Tuesdays. As a Stubbs member AMC, you get, well, for regular movies, you see them for $5 straight up all day at the theater, you know? Okay. But for like the uh, movies like, go to see the Dolby the Dolby's around theater, the special 
yeah. uh, surround sound theater, you know, the yeah. seats. And you get $5 knocked off each ticket, but you have to go and buy it in person, you know, because they won't give it to you if you do it online because I, I guess the theory is everyone could use to use everyone else's code or something. Okay. So they make you go in person to buy it. Well, the, like, it's like Monday, and I'm looking, and I would have preferred to go to, like, a 7 o'clock, 6-something show, you know, knowing it's a long-ass movie and knowing there's going to be, like, a half hour of previews. And I look, and I'm like, the two closest theaters around, and and both of them were completely sold out for those shows. Or if not completely sold out, the only seats left were, like, on the margins or very up front, you know, which I do not sit in the first row of movie theater. Right. And I was, oh, fuck. So then the next two options were either 945 show or 1115. And I, I chose the 945 show, but it was still like, you know, it was, you could still get the seats. Or didn't you go there? And it's like, man, all these people coming for this. I, and I was like, you know, probably all people that thought they were going to be able to, Go to the earlier show because there's so many young kids with parents there, and I'm like, you know, parents don't want to bring kids to a movie where they're getting out at friggin' midnight <laughs> after mid as it was. But it was, um, it's quite a, it's quite an adventure, you know. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But it's, yeah, but it's different nowadays, especially with the reserve seating. Yeah, because I remember 1983 sitting out. Sit out for hours in line open a weekend to see Return of the Jedi because that was your option. You want to see it, you have to go wait in line. You know? Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember uh, yeah. going to see the original Star Wars waiting in line. Jeez. And we had gone. And we've talked about this, the timing of that, because my brother Josh was old enough to go, even though he was still really young, but the movie had come out when he was too young. So we're talking like the, it was in the movie theaters for over a year. And I feel like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. feel like I waited in line eight months into the release. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there was never a time when you could just go in and sit in an empty theater and watch star Wars because there were only so many screens back then. And it's only so many yeah. show times. Movie theaters are so much different back then too. You know, yeah. there's a couple of, there was a couple of cineplexes. But they weren't as, they weren't at their peak, you know? Right. I mean, like that was a very eighties thing, but when the first star Wars came out, that wasn't the, that was when movies were still being shown at one and two screen theaters. Yeah. You know, it hadn't made the full transition to where all the movie theaters were or cineplexes and malls yet. You know? Right. Yeah, it's crazy to think about that. Then, in that time, how much stuff has changed? Like, there's no more, well, at least down here, the movie theaters aren't malls anymore. You know? <laughs> oh, no, ours are still in malls. They're, they're, they're. Well, Jersey's the birthplace of the mall, so I guess it's. Perfect. But I remember it used to all be in malls down here. Well, there was a couple that weren't, but I remember there was a big movie theater in the big mall. You know, it was like, and you figured that would be there forever, you know? And then, and then that thing was gone. Once they, once this new theater chain opened that decided to do the stadium seating, you know, in the late 90s, you know, and they killed the mall theater. <laughs> Yeah. Like, see what well, they you go see the mall movie when you can sit in the stadium seating at this big complex they built. You know what they did? They just renovated all the mall movie theaters. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's. Yeah, I mean that's what they. I guess they. You know they probably had a lot more room to spare to do it here because where they built the first one of those stadium arena seating places was like in a. Uh, a commercial area that's that has only really developed in the last like thirty five forty years, you know. Yeah. So there was been space to do it out there, you know. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, well, um, so it's gonna be you, uh, your father, Josh, Jeremy, Cole, uh, and not the kids. J- not Jeremy, uh, but Eric. Um, Julian's husband. Oh, okay, the brother-in-law. Yep. Uh, Jeremy doesn't go. He never. He never really got into Star Wars. Oh, really? That's weird. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I mean, I know people that aren't, and it's just weird to me sometimes. Like, people, like, within generally anybody who's in the age range of, like, 10 years older than me and 10 years younger, that's not, that's a male that's not into it at all. It's kind of weird, you know? Jeremy, um, Jeremy has things uh, that he's super proud that he's never done, but the average person would either call him a liar or not care. Like, I've never eaten an avocado, you know, and he's super proud. Uh, or Is that you know, really one of his things? Uh, no, I, I, I'm not sure. Because uh, that, you know, that would be awesome if it was. Uh, you know, I've never taken an odd exit off of a highway. You know, like, like, wait a minute. How, first of all, how do you know that? And second of all, like, I don't believe that that's true. I'm not sure, but he may have never seen any of the Star Wars movies. I can't. I, I'm trying to remember if that's one of his things. Um, I don't know. About- I never saw any of the Lord of the Rings movies. There's all kinds of stuff I haven't done. I've never watched an episode of Breaking Bad or Mad Men. I went to one. I've seen one Harry Potter movie because a friend of mine wanted me to go when I was in Austria. Never been inside a Trader Joe's. Went to Costco for the first time about a month ago. <laughs> yeah, so so I get it. The whole all the things you never did. Jeremy's got a list of those things. I don't remember where Star Wars falls on the uh, on on. The but list. I that, one of those guys, and you met. It's the guy that drove us to the game up at Baton Rouge, uh, Mike, like when we were talking about it on the, the group chat thing, uh, a couple of weeks ago, cause you know, Dardo's a theater manager. So, uh, so he saw it like before it came out, right. you know, like the, on the Wednesday and he had sent like a screenshot of the opening crawl. You know, he took the picture real quick and just sent it, you know, yeah, 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 like, yeah. He's watching it, yeah, and and Mike's like, yeah, I've never seen any of it. It's like it just boggles my mind. It's like, man, you've gone your whole life without watching a Star Wars movie, you know? Like even being like a little boy, there wasn't some curiosity, <laughs> right? Because everybody else was talking about it. Yeah, it's just crazy because everybody. It's, it's all you know. I mean, I know there's people like that, but it still boggles my mind because it's like, how do you bypass it? Like, it's not like. Like me seeing one Harry Potter movie, which I never would have seen otherwise. Uh, I wouldn't have seen any of them had this one special occasion that come up. Wouldn't have been a big deal because I was an adult and that's a children's movie. But to be a child and, ne- to, and never see a Star Wars movie, which are geared towards children, yeah. basically. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess there is the, there is a window. If he's if he's Jordan's age, right? So Jordan is, yeah. is probably, what, his late 20s? Yeah. So no, Jordan's in his early 30s. Jordan's, okay. Jordan's in his, well, I guess technically his mid-30s at this point. Whatever. But, um, no, I know he was very young when the last came out. Like, he might have just been born that year, you know? And then, but like... Still, if you're a certain age when the second yeah. trilogies come out, yeah, like you're not interested, yeah, but high I still, and that first one came out, yeah, it's exactly. still, yeah, it's, it's, it's very hard, but but there is a there is a small window of opportunity for that to be somebody's reality, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's um, I don't know, it's crazy. I mean, I I I get it because whatever, but it's just it's just like I don't know. It seems like you were seeing just like how I saw Harry Potter by accident. You would see one, <laughs> right? Right. I'm trying to look back on. Uh, I'm trying to look back on our on our past episodes. Do we? I don't know, do we talk about have we ever talked about any of the Star Wars movies? Probably I don't know if we talked about the substance of them. We definitely talked about going to see them and standard lines and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And your yeah. trips. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but we've never, like, we didn't talk about Rogue One after we both saw it. No, I don't think so. No, that that would that makes sense. That makes sense. Cause because that, we're not assholes. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, we might be assholes for other reasons, but we're not those type of assholes. That's right. We're a different. We're a completely different class of assholes. <laughs> we're a different brand of asshole. <laughs> well, then, on that note. <laughs> with a happy Hanukkah to Girk's brother. Yeah. See you guys next week. Good night, Fredo. Thank you.